Welcome to the Realty Podcast, where Jillian and Catherine Hyde, Vegas dwellers and real estate sellers. Want the realty on realty? Let us pour you a cup. Learn all about the ins and outs of Las Vegas and how to set yourself up for financial success. Thanks for tuning in. Let's sip some tea. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I hope you have your cups ready because today we're talking about investments, and that is a big old thing. So I'm here <laughs> with Catherine, and you specialize not only in residential properties, but also multifamilies yes. and multifamily. So you've been in Vegas for a long time. What are the most common investment opportunities? What do you see most? Um, I There's everything here. There's right. commercial, there's retail, uh, you can even invest in land. Um, but what I specialize in is multifamily. Uh, that could be anything as small as a duplex where it's one building that houses two apartments attached to one another usually right all the way up to several units um the like a fourplex three would be a triplex four units would be a fourplex and five plus is usually considered commercial but it could be any number of, of units and so let's talk about how do you invest how do you get into it you know i feel like a lot of people are like I want to invest. What does that mean necessarily? It's just kind of a broad idea. Right. So it starts just as that. It's it's an idea where, where you've researched or you heard about building wealth through real estate, or you just know of somebody who collects rental income, uh, mailbox money. It could be, that, that's usually the seed. Right. And um, the way you start is ideally you have a little nest egg, a little bit of money that you can uh, What's a nest egg? Savings. Savings. A, a, a savings that you can use towards an investment. Right. And um, that's it. That's all you need. A, a, a will and, and, and we'll figure out a way to accomplish your goals. Right. So you just really need a little bit of money. So you don't need anything special to be an investor. Obviously, you need some cash on hand for yes. the loan purposes. But... You would have to get pre-approved in the same manner of you purchasing a home or something, correct? Correct. So for somebody who has pur- purchased previously, the process is very similar. Um, the you, you don't need to go to special investment school or anything like that, but you should always do your homework and do your research and ex- interview professionals, other successful individuals that, that you'd like to emulate, and, and research what type of investment is best for you. Um, I like to think of it as as your appetite for risk. How much work do you want to do? How much risk are you able to take on financially and emotionally, you know, as far as just your work? So, like you said, how much work are you willing to take on? A lot of people hear investment and think like a fixer-upper or, you know, what do you... Like a fix and flip. Yeah, like a fix and flip. So, what do you think about fix and flips? Um, What's that like? Oh, no, I like them. I think they're great. It, it was my very first property was a flip. Um, again, do some homework. Uh, be conservative in your estimates. Ideally, you would invest $1 and get twice your money back. That would be fantastic, but that's not realistic. So you are very conservative with your estimates. Right. You have a cushion in case something goes wrong and uh, budget accordingly. Uh, right. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. And are fix and flips more common in like a residential home or? Well, they're very popular because they're all over HGTV and and, um, with our our market having a nice recovery. 
uh, from our last recession, um, they're certainly prevalent in the market. Right. And um, it's definitely what you see a lot of, but they're not all there is. You could purchase to fix and flip. You're, an investment could be your very own home. You purchase a home, you move into it, you fix it up a little bit, and then you upgrade a few years later. That's and you build an investment. equity in the house. Yes, yeah. that's an investment. Um, it could be a vacation home. It could be something that you purchase that you're going to enjoy, but you also rent out. It right. could be a traditional rental. You can buy a little condo, rent it out, it pays for itself, and build the equity. So it doesn't have to be this huge gain or anything. It could right. be incredibly uh, long-term and passive. Uh, it could be apartments, uh, and it can also be development, where you buy a little piece of land and you develop it. Right. So now what I feel is like more rare, and I really didn't know about at all until you really got into it, were multifamily properties. So owning a fourplex or duplex. Mm -hmm. A, what are those? Let's start there. It's an apartment building. Right. It, so you've seen apartment complexes where it's several apartments. Right. It would be like owning just one of those buildings. It's an entry level um, investment in multifamily, a fourplex, triplex, or duplex, and you can finance it um, with relatively little down, especially if you're going to occupy it yourself. So you can actually do the same FHA mortgage that a first-time home buyer is able to use in a house you can use it to invest in a fourplex. So I know you think fourplexes are where it's at, right? I like them because there's an abundance of them. Mm -hmm. I like them because they are easy to finance. They're Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac insured, meaning um, you can easily finance them even during economic downturns. Um, right. There's uh, comparables. The, meaning when, when you go borrow money or when you go sell it, there are other properties that support the price that you will be asking or paying for yours. So um, I think in terms of a portfolio, they're easy to sell off piece by piece if necessary. Right. And so you're, what's the return rate like in terms of, obviously, you're going to have tenants in place. What's that like? In terms of numbers, as far as a return rate in Vegas, it's anywhere between six to 10% right now. Right. And by that I mean, that would be your capitalization rate after your expenses and your um, and management fees. Right. That's, that's what you would return as far as your return on investment. Uh, as far as what a tenant is like, it, it, put yourself in the place of the tenant. You pay your rent. Uh, if something goes wrong, you call your landlord. Um, if you don't perform, your landlord enforces whatever penalties there may be in the contract. So you're on the other side of that transaction right. as the landlord. And so being a landlord, to some that might sound like a tough job, there are such things as property managers. What does that mean or entail? So you're the property owner, you're the landlord, and you hire another professional. They're licensed individuals. It's a special license designation to be a property manager, and their job is that management of the property and it includes everything from locating a tenant, uh, qualifying the tenant, executing a lease on your behalf as the right. owner, uh, then collecting the rents, answering the phone when something's wrong, scheduling the necessary um, handyman, yeah. repair people, and providing an accounting to you as the property owner. Right, so just like you are the liaison for making the purchase they're the liaison for the tenants and the property itself. So that would definitely take the, they do the hard part of being a landlord, no? 
Yes, yes. If, if you're at a state and, and you want to hire somebody to be able to be on the ground and be your eyes and ears, they're fantastic for that. You can also, you don't need to hire a full service property manager. Many, uh, and everything is negotiable in right. any situation. So you could negotiate that they help you with the running of the property, not necessarily the placing the tenants or vice versa. You will want to manage it. You want them to qualify the tenant. It's really up to you. And again, conversation, research. Right, and referrals. you're available to interview them. You have a few property manager clients or my clients peers. use and peers that right. are fantastic, uh, successful, and get great reviews. Right. And so, as you, you kind of mentioned, out of state, you are available to invest. You don't need to be here geographically to be making money here. True. Which is nice to think about. And you also mentioned that you can live in your investment property. Does that require any special financing or different financing or anything? No, you can use the lower down payment owner occupant um, financing that's out there. Uh, more often than not, income property is purchased through conventional financing, which requires 25% down and sometimes right. a little less through commercial lenders. It, it depends on your own qualifications. Nice, and so definitely, as I know especially with Catherine, when you buy a home with her, she's all about your next move. How can you make this bigger, better, valuable to you? And so you treat everything as an investment, which I feel like most people just, you know, that's something that isn't considered. So it's definitely about having foresight and um, just thinking ahead, right? Yes, yes. Um, to be an investor, you really need nothing to get started. You just need to have a nest egg, some cash to invest. Right, and and even that doesn't have to be a great amount. So if, if I were to advise uh, a first-time buyer who does want to invest, my perfect scenario is use one of those low down payment programs right. to purchase income property. Um, to satisfy those low down payment programs, you must reside on the property, you must occupy it yourself. So do that, do that for a year. Um, then understand, it, it, this is with the understanding that at least two of the units are gonna help pay for the property and the other two units right. will be profit. If you're living in it, you would be living rent free and one unit is your profit. Kind of like having roommates. Yes, <laughs> taking in that four, fourplex um, situation. And then after a year, buy your home. Right. Um, and then by doing it in this way, you're able to then take advantage of that low down payment again. So that's a way to then, when you purchase your home, you not only have the income that you're making as an as, as a employed individual, but you also have the income that now your building's generating. Right. So that expense, that debt for the building, cancels itself out and it generates a little bit extra income that Could comes go for you. the other home. Right. Absolutely. So that I think is, is smart. Now, if you don't want to be occupying a fourplex or your family's too large and they don't fit, um, or you don't think that's the type of investment you right. want to manage, you could still even do it with a house. So say a young individual who's about to rent, um, if you could qualify to purchase a house and then get roommates yeah, and you rent each room, it helps you make your mortgage, save that money, and then build another little nest egg and put it towards something else that compounding effect of that initial amount of money that you had to start with um, really adds up in the long term. Right. So obviously these are all things that you can explore. Contact the experts like Catherine who specialize in 
investments and being practical in terms of purchasing a home. And so thank you for all that insight. And if this sparks your interest, always visit highrealestate.com. Reach out to Catherine and she'll hook you up. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Want more realty? Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Check out highrealestate.com for more real estate opportunities. And as always, stay thirsty.